mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 316 of There's No Place Like Terra First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are watching SG Atlantis. Yes. Season 5. Yep. Episode 19. Uh-huh. Holy cow, we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, Vegas, a.k.a. This one seems obvious. Yeah. CSI Atlantis. See, my a.k.a. was just taking the next step to go, who? You, (laughs) which it's works double because you have alternate universe. It's pretty good. Or the Detective Dixon Hill episode. Oh, I do like the Detective. It's you were already like, is this just like a holodeck episode? I I still feel like this is the vibe, (laughs) and I think it's really just my brain wanting more of these, wanting them to be like John's dream space or something. Yeah, where he's just this renegade cut. Listen, if this is actually John's dreamscape, he needs to have less shitty versions of him in his dream. Well, however, he gets to die a hero in all of his he dreams. He does die a hero, which does, which is something in into to be said there as well. Or like Walter White. Well, oh yeah. Oh my God, my baby blue. This what, the funny part is this happened before. Oh yeah. Because this the episode the series hadn't even started in two thousand and nine, right? It, no, it did. So I think Breaking Bad started in two thousand six, but it didn't okay. end until no. twenty thirteen. So I'm wondering if Vince Gilligan was an Atlantis fan, maybe because it does have the exact same vibes. It's the exact same vibes. Yeah, I did not start watching Breaking Bad until the final season had already started. Oh, okay, and then we watched them all in a binge that we could watch the final episode live. No, I remember. Um, the reason I won't ever forget the year that it ended <laughs> is because it is the year that my other best friend, friend of the pod, Jen, yeah. got married. Not only was it the year. Oh, I remember this. It was the exact fucking date of I the finale. I remember this. You were like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, we all love you so much. <laughs> We all love you so, so much. Yeah. She's like, I didn't know. I want to watch the finale, too. <laughs> and I, I I, believe that after the wedding. Um, and after the reception. After, after all the things, you know, we loaded them up and they went to their hotel. I think they did watch the finale. And yeah. then I went back to her house, which had once been my house. It was very weird. Yeah. Because at that point I had moved out of it. I was living in Florida. Yep. And so I was home for the long week. Or a long weekend and just stayed in my old room. I would have loved if they just and watched the episode showed the finale at the reception. We just considered it. Put it on the live screen. We considered it, but there yeah. was enough people that weren't watchers. Oh. Also, her grandparents might have had a little <laughs> had bit some of a confusion. Look, yeah. The grandma was they were both wonderful. Both of her parents her grandparents had now passed, rest in peace. Grandmother was the reason that we felt like we wouldn't go to hell after cutting in line at the Vatican. Gotcha. Because grandma would get us the VIP in. Understood. That's how legit grandma was. Um, My <laughs> my grandmother uh-huh. at her funeral. <laughs> the grandmother who, by the way, as well to mention other news, is the one who always reminded me of 
Queen Elizabeth. Okay, yeah. Who was born in the same year. R.I.P. in peace. And was uh, was actually, I believe, older than the Queen by, like, less than two months. That's funny. Um, We're like, should we put the hockey game on? <laughs> she probably would have enjoyed having the hockey game on right now. I mean, you know your like, grandmother better than at anyone. At the actual viewing and funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, you know, it's always weird. Like, there's no background music, music we, at these things. And, and we were like, what song should we walk her out of? Yeah. It's got to be Billy Joel. She's a huge Billy Joel fan. So we're like, if some of these people weren't here and wouldn't get the joke, we were like, we should play only the good die young. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm kind of here for it. There there may or may not be someone in a domestic partner, boyfriend, husband, Jesse's past. Yeah. When they passed, that was a consideration where they're yeah. like, We should play only the good die young. And he goes, The song's about a girl losing their virginity. I'm not using that for my parent. <laughs> all I'm saying <laughs> is at my funeral, I want all of all of that weird, like, should you do that at a funeral? Yes. I want all of it. Yes. Can you guys play Raise a Little Hell? If it's Raise a Little Hell. If it's questionable at a funeral. Please do it. <laughs> Please, I, here's my thing. Please eat at the funeral. Yes. Please have some drinks. There's and I don't mean just of... alcohol, but like, yeah. bring whatever you need to. Yes. A little music in the background. Never hurt anybody. No, some high end scotch. Come yeah. on. Yeah. As long as you put some with me. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> we did bury my grandmother with her bingo markers. Yeah. Because if she did anything religiously, it was go to bingo on the weekends. She I would mean, hop on that bus. I got her necklace before they closed the cough the nice. the, the coffin casket thing. Uh-huh. And I put it on and I think about it till weeks later that that may have been odd. Oh that <laughs> from I mean to pull it from the yes. casket a little and bit. And then put it on immediately. Yeah. Yeah. This is me now. <laughs> well now you're just carrying her. Exactly. You know, did it this smell is... like formaldehyde or did anything? It smell yeah, like formaldehyde. Okay. It was it was she was very well brought together. Pre- 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 prepared. Yeah. That's always nice. But no, yeah. we just, we put a bunch of like bingo markers in there so she yeah. wouldn't run out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know, that was her thing. That may be hard to get. Yeah. You in the know, afterlife. We don't know where she's going. Exactly. She may be the one having to start the bingo nights. Exactly. Anything's possible. Um. But yeah, also, I did not do, I did not ingest a lot of pulp culture this week <laughs> except for lord of the rings which uh the best episode of rings of power yet nice. we got some name drops nice. i want to rewatch it it was amazing because yeah. i was distracting watching history a little bit history in the making which i am the one who i'm a i'm an anglophile but regardless of how you your emotions i'm just here going this is kind of cool because it's the first time in history a lot of this shit's being recorded well, it's like literally almost 100 years since the last time something like this happened well it's because, 70 oh yeah because she wasn't duh she wasn't yeah. just born so 70 and i mean it was the first time they'd filmed a coronation but they hadn't filmed a lot of this other stuff ever yeah so i'm like I want, I want, I, I like. It's almost just weird. It's just that's like, what I mean. so weird. It's just, I'm also just, I love like the rituals of everything. And like, I saw them sort of march into the center of London to do the official like announcements of yeah. King Charles III. And I'm like, look at all the, the fancy like formal outfits. It, it is, it does just feel so, 
it kind of reminds you of how small and weird humans are. It reminds me of like when you see birds do mating dances. Yeah. It's just that strange. It's just like, look at you doing your little thing. This is so important to you, isn't it? Exactly. And I don't mean it in a patronizing way. No. It just, it is. It's like this, it, it's, I think part of it is like, they would have looked the same and be doing the same thing hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And so it's a weird dichotomy of seeing this like with just people with their their phones out. Well, and to me, it's the thought of like the aliens are going, look, they're doing that little dance thing they do. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that one died. And they're all doing these little dances. And then they put the funny colors on. I know. Look at them. They're doing it's it. It's kind of why I've been fascinated yeah. about all of it. It's like watching bugs do weird things. Yeah. I, I'm really <laughs> I have been like glued to this. And so if if I if I haven't been actively doing other things or even sometimes if I am actively doing yeah, other yeah, things, yeah. I'm like having a live feed up to like fascinating it's fascinating to me yeah. um so there's Humans that are a weird bunch plus i always thought my old nanny uh looked like the queen so it's a little bit of like echo yeah 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 there's something there some weird residual feeling yeah but you can map on something personal to it exactly yeah yeah so anyways i did that besides watching rings of power and it was god rings of power was so good what did I do? Oh, we, so good. Uh, we watched most of Willow in preparation for the new Willow. That's good. Uh, holy cow. Uh, what's his name? Oh, I just lost Warwick his Davis? name. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis was so young in that he film. He was, I think he was negative numbers. He was literally, um, he was literally like 22 or 23 when he made that yeah, film. He was, if you think about it, he's playing like the father of two. He's and, baby. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're barely old enough. And then, oh, Val Kilmer. Holy uh-huh. moly. I really want to rewatch it because I haven't watched it in ages. Yeah, it was good. And then I'm rewatching Haunting of Hill House. No, excuse me. Haunting of Blight Manor because I finished Hill House. <laughs> So, which is funny because I didn't do it on purpose, but I guess it is in time for like the onset of spooky season. It is the onset of spooky season. So here we are. And I know there's a new uh, Mike Flanagan coming out in October. I am excited. I forgot what it's called already. I'm excited for you. Yeah. (laughs) Not a fan. Nixie, not a fan. I am excited for you. Although I do always like, I do have a a birthday in, in late September. So I always thought my birthday is being like, it's technically it's not technically my birthday the start of fall but it's essentially the start of fall so oh, i've yeah. always been like kickstart it yeah you're kickstarting the autumnal yeah something i don't know equinox say something cool yes yeah yeah there it's it's right around equinox season mm-hmm. so i always was like no i'm the equinox yeah i know I- technically i'm not but i'm the equinox now jesse's birthday is on the longest day of the year i forgot what it's called uh, it's a solstice. Yes. Yeah. So the summer solstice. Yep. Uh, his birthday is on that day. It's and literally like, the only reason I remember when his yeah, birthday is. Yeah. And I'm like, your poor mother. <laughs> yeah. Was in labor on the longest day of the year. Yep. Um, which also incidentally is, I think, since we're talking about the Royals, Prince William's birthday, only a year apart. Uh, Harry's birthday is is only a couple days before mine. Oh, okay. In the same year. Nice. He is only a few days older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. January 2nd, 2009. <laughs> we have reached in to 2009. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do that a lot this episode. <laughs> uh, written and directed by Robert C. Cooper. Um, you do, you have seen the guy who plays the Wraith before. Oh, okay. He was Kalik, Kalik, okay. the son of Anubis. 
Son of Anubis man. Remember the only he boy got, who could have, sorry. Was the son, son of Anubis, Anubis man. man. Uh, remember he got like all the power? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um <laughs> they are played by the same actor, Neil Jackson. Interesting. This was actually the last episode to be filmed, or parts oh. of this were the last episode to be filmed. So the whole cast had wrapped in the next episode, the finale. And then Joe and some of the crew flew down to Vegas to finish filming this episode. What a weird feeling. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be sort of cathartic, though, for... um, uh, I just forgot his name. Joe Flanagan? Yes, thank yep. you. I keep wanting to call him John, and I'm like, that's his TV name, Grace. <laughs> and literally, Listen, Nicole just said it's it. It's not that... It's Joe and John. Like, they're not... Uh, yeah, well, and because we were just talking about Mike Flanagan, I was yeah. like, it can't be Flanagan. <laughs> We were just talking about that name. You're pulling for the wrong names, Grace. You were anyway, kind of right. Yeah. So it's got to be something cathartic. And yeah. I know that they usually don't film things in order, but to like kill off the character. I know. To end the series I is know. kind of interesting. Anyway. Um, this episode also won three Leo Awards. Best Ooh. Cinematography, Best Direction, and Best Picture Editing of a Dramatic Series. It is pretty good. It's it is pretty dang good. And it's also, I was just saying how much fun... I can imagine it would have been more fun if it was not at the tail end of your last season. Yeah. But just that as like an editor, as cinematographer, like as the crew to have sort of this break into like, yeah, do the research on another show and lean into it and nail it so hard that you knew exactly what they were doing from the first shot. Yeah. And it still didn't feel overdone you know what's great is it's a nice little resume uh yeah. episode for the people who are now jobless like yep. hey i can also do this <laughs> i do think a lot of them continued on to the next season though. Uh, that makes sense continue on to universe yeah so from the very first shot you know this is not a normal episode this is yeah. something different with birds circling overhead from the smell of flesh we are at Yum. a crime scene on earth yeah. in the desert in the desert I like that they've got the hot filter. Yep, they do. <laughs> Listen, I, from a person, this is a personal standpoint. Yep. Grace knows I have yep. hot feelings I about on the a hot, hot filter. filter. Well, I, yeah, we had this, we may or may not have had this conversation at work. <laughs> I'll let you continue. I am super against it. Yeah. I'm, I'm real against it. Yeah. People know it, though. They related to I, hot. I also, on the flip end, do not like the cold filter. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, you know, our brains see blue and they think cold. I will also red. say, I think I've mentioned on this podcast that I am the person who did a paper in college on how I buy. It is slightly confusing that we associate red with heat and blue with cold when um in science. wavelength form when science they're flipped yeah well our eyeballs only know what they know i know for the and i'm speaking as like the general mass oh of listen i know that cliches exist for a reason yeah, and yeah, they yeah. are useful in certain cases i still have <laughs> hot feels on the hot on the hot I had filter to bring up the hot filter because i knew it would bring up this conversation <laughs> Anyways, Trigger. while I've never seen an entire episode of CSI, it is so permeated in our culture that even oh, yeah. not seeing CSI, you know what the vibes for this episode are. Yeah, I feel like seeing this episode, you've now seen it. Exactly. Like, we did now. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are investigators here, but also reporters yep. calling out to a man who arrives in a car. 
She's asking for comments. Mm-hmm. Asking a detective shepherd. Interesting. In a rumpled suits and sunglasses. I think he's in a Camaro. He is. I don't know. I, I want to say that's a late 70s. I do Camaro. not know. I think it is like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, that's like the, that's my. Um, All I know is it's a Camaro. <laughs> I don't know that much about cars. I'm pretty confident about some cars. But like that time frame is like my weakest point. Put it this way. I, because it is a Chevy and that is like, yeah. if I'm going to recognize any car, mm. that's the realm. I was doing my notes so early in the morning that it had to be like, yeah, this is a Camaro, right? I just sent him a picture going, <laughs> Please. I'm not going to sound stupid when I call this a Chevy Camaro, Please, right? Because I'm real tired. I haven't had coffee yet. Thanks. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Shows up in a classic red Camaro. Yeah. Rumpled. Once, once red, now is desert beaten. <laughs> it's red-ish. Yeah. Red adjacent. Weathered. Weathered Formerly red. known as red. Yeah. Um, In a rumpled suit and sunglasses, which I very mm. much feel like is just all this guy wears. Yeah. Um, I he do like slept in that. Oh, it's it's multiple smelly nights. over there. Yeah. And I love that though for a while we do hear the name Shepherd. I listen, who could mistake the hair? But they oh, yeah. do hold off the full reveal until we hear yeah, his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he passes beyond the tape line and we get word that there's concern that this is the latest victim of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And um listen, we're going to go on as we continue this episode of how and why this John Shepard is different than our John Shepard. Oh, but yes. <laughs> They're I mean, it's slightly the point of the episode, but only half the point. diverted. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, so they're assuming this victim was a white male, but they can only tell so much <laughs> since, as we find out, he has clearly been fed on by a rape. He's, he's basically mummified as far as they can tell. Yeah, they have no context, but we understand because oh, yeah. of our context. Yeah, this is us yelling at the TV like it's sports bar. Yeah. It's Wraith, dummies! So they figure from some scene clues that the guy was not killed here. He was taken here after he was killed by a guy driving an older model pickup. Yep. There's seven other previous victims. And they were all killed like this guy. So by a Wraith. Yeah. Um, and inside, we see like the inside the body heart shriveling graphics. We have all these really cool like flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all very drama, drama, drama. All the drama filters. Um... And I do, I do to lean into the drama is like, I thought I'd seen everything. And John's sunglasses, cool guys, like, yeah, me too. One yeah. day we'll learn. That's when the music cue should have come in. Like, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who else to be coroner in this episode but one Jennifer Keller? Oh, yes. Uh, John report- well, wait, first let's talk about how often they use these aerials. I feel like they must have paid a lot for these, like, yeah. Vegas, 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 Vegas. Also, Planet Hollywood, holy cow. How long did that hotel exist? Barely? Hot second. Yeah. I feel like um, in my youth, we went to a wedding at the Planet Hollywood Hotel uh-huh. or adjacent to it, something like that. And so I was like... Are we in the background of this film? I think I went to Planet Hollywood. Uh-huh. My first time in Vegas was like 0809. Like we were there. I can't remember if it was right before or right after New Year's. Okay. I went for my 21st birthday. Nice. Yeah. 
we we went for New Year's one year and then I feel we, like I would kill myself if I went for New Year's. No, like I would just be like, and I'm dead now. It was it was the right age and we were the right amount of smarmy youth to be there. You have known me for long enough yeah. that I don't think I was ever a smarmy youth enough to enjoy New yeah. Year's Eve in Vegas. What's interesting is the friends I went with, one of them is far the like and I mean this with love. Yes. You are the only person who reaches his level of nerddom. I gotcha. <laughs> and yet, it was like, yeah, no, it's fun to be here with yeah. this person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, John, Jennifer Keller is uh-huh. the coroner. John reports that they used dental records to find out that the former person was Thomas Green, who was 39. Yikes. And Keller's like, that's young, considering mm-hmm. what she has on her table. Yeah. This is the first of these bizarre aging deaths that Keller has seen, but she's read about the previous ones. Um, and it's not death by contagion, like, but it's still undetermined how this guy died. Yeah. And he keeps asking questions, but she has work to do and get out of here. I'll file my report, GTFO. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense as we find out later that she's not actually a new coroner from here. She's, <laughs> she, yeah. She's infiltrated. How dumb must he feel once he sees her because he's yeah. like aren't you a little young to be here uh-huh. and it's like hey fuck, fuck off. off yeah so he tries adding that the previous victims all had radioactive residue around their wounds and he she almost runs him out of her territory seriously yeah. leave please stop and he tries to emphasize that he has eight bodies in three months and the lead coroner he's been working with just got replaced by someone who doesn't look like old enough to be out of medical school so pardon me if i'm gonna have some extra questions for you Mm. you shouldn't though and she's like yeah it's almost like if someone needed new eyes (laughs) and you can see almost like i know better i know and you can see like this john is just tired yeah and because he has fairness no matter how old they were, if they bring someone new into your thing, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where's the guy we looked at the seven exactly. bodies with? Yeah. But this John has bodies showing up in a desert with life sucked out of them. Like, what the fuck was up with that? Mm-hmm. And uh, Keller's like, is that even possible? Anything's I don't know where possible. you're from, but I hear anything's possible. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So at the police building, we see John talking to someone on the phone. He's wanting to know if anyone has been treated for symptoms related to radiation poisoning and not to worry. Nothing will get back to them. Super secret. It's fine. Sexy phone calls. It's fine. (laughs) At the Lucky Rollers Motel. Oh, yeah. Which I guarantee you there is a motel in Vegas named Lucky Rollers. I feel like that's the part of the Vegas that you don't want to be near. No. Don't go to there. No. One time we did a visit of, of Vegas where we stayed with people who lived in Vegas. Uh-huh. So we got to see like the dirty underbelly. And yeah. I was like, this is bad. How do you live here? Yeah. And our friend was like, it's eating my soul. Yeah. It's slowly. And then and then he did eventually move far yeah. away. <laughs> um, all I will say is this guy should definitely be in a hospital. At the very least, urgent care. Yeah. Um, because when food poisoning turns into nosebleeds, we later find out it's actually radiation poisoning. Yeah. Hence yeah. why your brain is oozing out of your nose. Yeah. Anytime you're that ill, you shouldn't at least, at least you shouldn't be alone. No. You need to be under the supervision of other humans. And I guess he's calling his spouse, I mm. guess. Um, and he's definitely not staying at the Bellagio. 
No. And that this trip has been a waste. And it doesn't help that this he's just wanted to get some sleep. And the guy, the asshole in the room next to you is just blaring music through a shared wall that's like thinner than paper. Also, what kind of shitty company do you work for that this is the hotel they put him up at? Yeah. Yikes. Um, And then like, that's just rude. It's probably equally as rude as when you go to knock on the door to tell him to turn the music down. You mm. realize what's inside the room and then yeah. just get dragged in and fed upon. That's kind of that's, rude as well. Um, yeah, don't do that. Don't look. Just leave that motel. Just leave. Just leave. Pay out of your own pocket. Whatever the fuck you got to do. Just don't be there. I'm also like, does it make, does it make the Wraith? Now we know that we find that later the Wraith's feeding a lot to counteract the radiation poisoning. What happens if he eats a body that's then radiation poisoned? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Don't eat sick humans, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't eat the tainted ones. It's like eating a dented can of yeah, food. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Botulism. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's don't botulize yourself don't, with humans. Don't eat human botulism. Yay. <laughs> human botulism. Now that's a name for a band. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, so it seems fitting that the only thing in John's office is his Johnny Cash photo. Yeah, it's the exact same, same poster. Same one. All I feel like every John Shepard in every universe has that. It's like how it's you know. It's the one thing that ties them together. Yep. Would well, be the, the one thing that ties all of the graces together. Oh, that's interesting. Let me think on that. I'm going to say the one thing that would tie me together. Hmm. Because I think I know what would be the all Nixies have. What's the one Nixies? Because I'm thinking of it in this way. It is some touchstone thing that is always there. I'm thinking that the one touchstone thing that all Nixies have is the... (laughs) It's going to sound so silly. It's the stuffed little foot. Oh, That I got at a young age. Well... You're. I, I get it because I keep trying to think. It has to be something from my youth because it's before past diverge. Yeah, and so to me, I keep thinking it's something dumb like my love for Steinbeck. Yeah, because it's like no matter what, that's yeah. home. That's the for, no matter where she goes. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. always home. A hundred percent. So I totally get it. I do yeah. love that it's a little foot, but I, I think it may manifest in different ways for me because yeah. The Grace now has this giant ass collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of of like a, like original run Steinbeck's that she found in a random library mm-hmm. in Savannah. But if I never moved to Florida, I would have never found that. No, so it's just it's in general. So there's some Mother Grace where it's just like one super beaten up copy yeah. of like one specific book yeah. type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably the Pearl or Cattery Row or East of Eden. Just kidding, all of them. Okay, bye. Go read Steinbeck. I've- this is where don't I talk to me like that. Tell Grace already knows it's yeah. fine. I'm not telling Grace anything she doesn't know. It's not a look. There's no sci-fi. Yeah. The, listen. However, he did write a really cool book uh-huh. about the King Arthur tales. I do like King Arthur. I will lend you that one, and I promise to finish *Adrian Mist of Avalon*. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we've joked that the likes of john or jack and even cam like have some unused office somewhere oh yeah i do think cam may have actually used his uh-huh. john and jack absolutely never did and i'm guessing forget like where they even are yeah so yeah, it's yeah. just fitting that there's nothing in john's office yeah because he's like what 
I could have been sleeping here instead of my car all those nights. <laughs> also, the cut on his cheek is new. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where he got that. I don't yeah. know what he was doing last night. Well. That he got that cut in his cheek. Probably just from sleeping in the fucking car. <laughs> he probably like slammed himself into probably. the door handle. Probably. Um, he's still trying to get his brain around this case when I'm guessing his boss leads FBI special agent Woolsey in. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that he's FBI. That makes sense. It does. Uh, the case is not moving. Um to the FBI yet. They're not taking jurisdiction, but there is some interest. I'm actually the person who, like, clearly Woolsey's not actually FBI. Yeah. That was just his cover to get in <laughs> oh, here. even then. Yeah, even that's not real Woolsey. <laughs> no. Um, so apparently the first few bodies were buried and then found by coyotes. Later, they were just left in the open, and so they don't even know if this is, like, the wraith the person yeah getting more careless or more bold yeah 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 and during all of this john just gets a message on his fancy blackberry <laughs> apparently there were no radioactive isotopes on this body interesting which is odd because all the previous ones did and john just uh goes for jack and leaves <laughs> to see a nurse hmm. leaving the other two just staying there in his office because john gives no shits yeah so they're at the hospital. Nosebleed dead guy information is shared with John. Yep. Um, By super mysterious nurse lady who we never get more about either. I don't think we need more. I'm pretty yeah. sure we know the entire backstory yep. from this scene. Yep. Um, they just assumed dead guy was a flu. So they let him go. Nosebleeds are really common here. Like air is real dry in Vegas. I mean, that's true. Fucking desert. Yeah. Um, but after John had mentioned radiation poisoning, it rang her alarm bells. And that's, it's fine. The important part that we want to focus on is the eyebrow raising part where she's like, do you want me to take a look at that eye? And I do not mean the eye on your face. <laughs> Proof that every reality version of John is bad with the ladies. Yes. <laughs> that may be one of his other through lines. He just nopes out of there. Like, no, I'm good. Uh, apparently they have met up before and as she he's walking away she's like are you ever gonna call and he's like what i can't hear you i'm going through a tunnel probably not i'm bad at this <laughs> you should have figured that out by now also i find it interesting that he hooked up with the nurse considering the other change of the backstory that we'll hear later on I'm trying to remember which one. Instead of his buddy in the desert, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a field yeah, medic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that he right. was involved with. <laughs> so, you know, he has a type. Right, right. Just like the medics. The ones that take care of. He's, yeah, killer, man. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, no. Good thing, like, good oh, thing there was already the madness between. There's other theories with Keller later. Yeah. We'll get to. I think he was like, that pool's already too full of other fish. I'm going to see myself out of this. So John makes it to the Lucky Rollers Hotel. He just walks into the office, puts his blatant HIPAA violation down with his police badge. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I did this. Yeah. The guy clearly doesn't want to talk, but also doesn't want any issues. And uh -huh. he just tells him that that guy checked out yesterday. But if he was sick, he needs to know because he needs to have the room clean and like wash the sheets. I feel like, look, if you work at the desk of this hotel, yeah. this is not your first rodeo with a cop. No. You've been doing this a lot. You should just be like, fine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> next one's free, right? The next one didn't pay extra for me to not talk to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Also, ew. 
you should this also feels like the hotel that yeah they probably don't wash the sheets no they don't between each they don't no that's no they oh. don't don't john, don't think about it too oh. john does get his hands on the hotel registration though mm-hmm. and while he's doing that we get a little musical interlude <laughs> with marilyn manson's beautiful people <laughs> to see the wraith go through the whole sequence to put on his human face he ends up with a very sort of goth look and like, you know, look close enough that he can, his disguised self is doing what it can. He looks more human than um, Marilyn Manson. Yes. But no, and I think when we watched this, we were like, this is what disguised self looks it like. It is what disguised self looks like. You think you look exactly like whatever yeah. you're trying to look like. You don't. You look like some weird fucked up version of it. However, you are... You are dressed goth in Vegas. Nobody gives shit. There, uh, there is way weirder shit in Vegas. Yeah, all, all this does a little bit is rage my cringe feels. Listen, <laughs> if bit. you dressed like that in some small town in New England, yeah, nah, yeah, you listen. You may have been able to go not disguised at all in Vegas. No one would yeah, look at you. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're absolutely <laughs> fine. They're just like whatever. I don't care. Um, there is a dead sick guy in the corner, though, that he'll deal That's with him. That's fine. I later. will say, as much as I wanted to be like, this scene is cool or interesting, which it is. Yes. The, the actor did a great job. Uh-huh. I understand the montage. Yeah. All I could think of is the MTV clip that I sent <laughs> ah, Macy yes! last night. <laughs> As a Jay and Silent Bob MTV ad where Jay decides to just do yep. the beautiful peak ball, the, the beautiful, beautiful peak ball. And it's fucking horrifying it's and great amazing. all at once. And I love it. It's I, their little parody. I love them. I love Jason Muse. Anyway, I do too. I'm glad he's well. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I really adore them. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Goth Wraith heads to the strip, and we get a great shot of him walking down the street, and uh, again, not getting a second look in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, Vegas, there, Vegas blows my mind in the best ways. In that way, it's like the best people watching ever. Yeah, and nobody gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Um, I do now. I, it makes sense now that this was the last episode shot because they blew all of the budget on the music. Yeah, they're like, what? What? What money do we have left? Just fuck it. Use all of them. I would have. I did think it was funny. I don't know why this came into my mind, but I thought it would have been funny if they'd used "Dude Looks Like a Lady" while he's walking. <laughs> I don't know why. I um, just like it. So he walks he walks through which again the casino he goes to is not on the strip, but that's fine. Yep. No one few people would know that. It's he wouldn't have gotten there that fast. No. If you've ever been in Vegas and tried to walk from one hotel to another, yeah. it's like a goddamn mile in between them. Unless, unless there there are a couple that you can like, I'm thinking... Connected um, from inside. Yes. Yeah. But it's still like... It's not just next door. No. This this scene should have taken 15, 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Anyway, so... He heads up to a private room in the hotel to play high stakes poker. And yes, eagle eyes will spot two people from the Sopranos there. Yep. Phil Leonardo and Bobby Bacala. Frank Vincent and Steve Shrippa. I don't know their names. I don't know their <laughs> not names. I don't know them. I've never watched the Sopranos. I think I watched so it. I will be honest. <laughs> Can I tell you this? When I first watched this episode, 
I went, is that like, I thought they were just people there to be like a Sopranos joke. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To I be like, should be like Vegas. Is this a parody? Of the, yeah. yeah, I didn't know until someone pointed them out much later that they're actually from the Sopranos. From the Sopranos. Well, I love the idea that they ended up from, that they went from Jersey to Vegas. Yeah, but uh, I I did watch Sopranos. I don't know that I I watched it with in. <laughs> I watched it very stoned. I watched it all at once. <laughs> marathoned it because someone i liked had all the dvds yeah and he's like have you watched the show and i was like no, no. and he's like do you want to watch it i was like i don't care whatever you which want. continues to be the theme of my life because the man that i love will be like do you want to watch this thing and i'll be like i don't care i guess i'm watching i it. guess we're watching it now <laughs> but there you go and it's it pretty enjoyable that's all yeah i think I think there's times where I'm like, maybe I should watch The Sopranos because the touchstone of like pop culture stuff. And then there's nah. other times where I'm like, I don't know if I want to. I don't think it's. I don't know that you'll enjoy it genuinely. I think that's what. Yeah. I've also never seen any of the Godfathers either. Oh, that's interesting. Which those I feel like I'm more likely to see because it's a less time investment. Yeah, I was gonna say they're less time consuming. Well, it's like you can I think because I don't know my way around the the Godfathers either. We should do that one day though. Yeah, we should eat like heavy Italian food, I got red wine, covered. and watch the Godfather. I'm here for it. I'm excited. So they're telling they're going on talking about how there was an accident and then a finger was missing, but it was too late to reattach it. So it's in the fridge because what else are you going to do with the finger? Yeah. Which I mean, what else would you do with the finger? <laughs> Eat it. I mean, you just, it <laughs> feels know. like something you shouldn't just like throw in the trash. Plant it. That's kind of where I was like, maybe you just like plant it in the garden. Yeah, well, it's a good fertilizer, right? Yeah. 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 What Bugs else? Bugs will be happy. Mm hmm. Might make the flowers happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they, they keep talking as the hand continues and the wraith looks, yeah, the wraith takes another hand. Uh, it's almost like he can read minds. Weird. Huh. <laughs> 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 Although one soprano does start ribbing the wraith about taking all his money and yeah. not even looking at him. And the other one's like, please don't. He's a fucking weak wacko. Just leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when John comes in, which, listen, we know what John does. Yeah. He clearly cannot afford to play in this game. No, he doesn't give a shit. Um, and, and, uh, and I love that when the Sopranos like, you don't look like you can afford this game. He's like, fuck off. Yeah. And he starts don't to play. care. Yeah. When we come back later, John has a full house coming up for him. It is a very good hand for John. So this is me watching the cards flip. What's going on? Is this good? What happened? Did he die? Is he dead? Yeah. No, he has, he has good hands. Good hands. There's a lot of money in the pot. Here's why this makes me laugh. Because the one time I ever played a poker tournament, yeah, I, took you, the, you won. I took the fucking table. I couldn't tell you any of what I did or here's, how I did it. Here's what I'll say. I've always said that I have sucked at poker because I have no poker face. Uh-huh. I have learned a lot from this podcast. Yeah. You have a great poker. Here's my thing is. I'm great at manipulating people. I have no fucking clue what anything on the game means. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And so it's it's why I usually stick with blackjack because there's not bluffing or anything involved. Yeah, it just I still enjoy blackjack more than I do poker, but I have not played a poker game since I've learned I think it's time. to bluff. It's time. 
Anyway, I just don't know what any of the numbers mean. I'm just good at reading people is what yeah, I've learned. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that person seems like they're very stressed about this moment. This is a good <laughs> thing for them. Let me fuck with them a little. Um, Now, I probably still have a lot of tells when it comes to an actual poker game, but that's fine. Yeah. Anyways, it's high stakes. It's going to take John $22,000 to call, which when we learn later that he has like three grand in the bank. <laughs> and like 13000 in debt, which yeah. isn't a lot of debt, really, if you think about it. It's not. It is when you only have three grand to your name. Uh, sure. You yeah. only paycheck to paycheck. That's fair. Um, and. Yeah, it's not like he has house or collateral of any sort. Yeah. True, true, true. He yeah. owns a car. Yeah. <laughs> he's not he's not getting 13 grand for that no, car. No. Yeah. So John watches the Wraith. People assume that the Wraith is bluffing mm. and John folds. Mm. Very low odds the Wraith could have beat the hand that John had. Yep. And the Wraith starts to gather his winnings. Mm. And the Sopranos like fuck you and goes to try to grab his wrist, but instead the Wraith takes it, throws him across the room, shattering glass table, <laughs> yeah. and is and it's almost is like John was trying to get him to this point and yeah. to push right. him push into him. making a move. Be a dick. Yeah. Again, John's just reading people. He's hey. not playing this game. Hey, guys, did you see Critical Role this week? <laughs> uh... I'm just going to leave that out there for 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 any of you. Proceed with caution. Um. So the Wraith jumps up, goes over the table, going after John and past him. He's like, I'm he's beelining for the door. Yep. But there's an armed guard there who shoots a few times, which obviously the Wraith just laughs at and continues to run down the corridor. John gets up, grabs the gun, gives chase, going downstairs, often ignoring the stairs, by the way. Both of them. Heavy guitar montage. Heavy guitar montage. Um, More hallways, roofs, and then eventually an amazing stunt jump off the roof. I kept feeling bad for all of those plates on the floor. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, the people in service industry people in Vegas don't have enough to deal with. I know. Jesus. I felt bad for knees. Yeah, that too. Uh, and apparently, this is, I mean, it is, it was a very big stunt jump for oh, them, yeah. the prep and everything. And I read that they had it all set up the first time went great, and they realized there was no running cameras. Yay! <laughs> what a shit show! Uh, what a feeling. Uh, what a feeling. <laughs> oh, no. Disbelieving. There's something, something you in my life. You can jump up that roof and run on for your life. <laughs> uh, no one's filming. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep running. <laughs> John is obviously not going to make that jump. Nope. And he just watches as the Wraith, like, stands up, just Terminator shit, blood left behind, yep. looks up at John and just makes his way into the darkness. <laughs> so at the hotel, John gets the manager to open up the Wraith's room and, yep, there's a dead body. Yeah, so we did fun. it. Yeah. Don't worry, dude, it's not contagious. Mm-hmm. John finds all the makeup, the disguised self gear, also a bag of money. Yeah, because, you know, that's just what you do is you just have bags of money. John's like, well, 
I mean, when you don't rely on a bank and you're just using black yeah. market money to buy parts. Well, I feel parts. like at least like shove it in the mattress cushions or the, something. No, just a bag of money. The Wraith doesn't have these um like true world concepts like yeah, that. Yeah, there's no coffee can buried in he the He doesn't yard. give, he's like, all I know is I need this shit in order to buy this shit yep. that I need. Here, give, give me the shit I need. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not in a world where he cares if he overpays or anything. Yeah, too. it's true. Yeah. Um, I, I do, the manager is like, oh, what is that? John's like, it's a crime scene. Fuck off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so at some point, John just takes the bag, crime scene or not, because mm-hmm. it's a bag of money, and finds the puddle of fluids on the ground, similar to Yay. the stuff we found in the desert at the start of the episode. Um, and that's when a couple SUVs drive up and Woolsey's there. And we learned that it's Christmas in Vegas. Christmas in Vegas. Because <laughs> all the trees outside. Look, anyway. John was just about to call Woolsey for this crime scene. I wasn't just going to take this money. No big deal. Um, he was definitely not going off on a mission on his own to solve things. Uh-huh. Nope. Woolsey's, not even a little bit. Woolsey's like, yeah, well, we heard about the casino. He goes, what are you doing? Following me? He goes, yeah, we have a satellite locator on your car. I like that it's just like, yes, we yeah, are. 100%. Yeah. So they drive onto the desert, some remote facility, um, probably Area 51 or some shit. Yep. And the room they have John is essentially an interrogation room. Mm-hmm. And we see this world's Rodney McKay. Fancy science man. And they're trying to, like, they're trying to get him to sign, I'm assuming, an NDA. But yeah. But McKay is, he's not. John's not going to sign it. Right. McKay wants to tell him anyway, because... Trust isn't an issue with him. He's like, I don't care about an NDA. This guy can help us. Yeah, he's he is a means to an end. Yeah. Uh, so he heads into the room with John, um, as always, with his computer tablet, which is the core attribute of McKay and oh, all yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his Johnny Cash poster. <laughs> yep. Yep. He knows John can't grok what's going on here. But the one thing John needs to know is if he doesn't cooperate, McKay can ruin his life. Yeah. I do appreciate this McKay's first approach is intimidation. Yeah. Interesting. Which is very different than ours. Yeah, different. Not the same McKay at all. And uh, John figures McKay must not realize how little he has to lose. Mm. He goes, oh, no, no. I know everything. You'd be surprised. You've never been married, which is different than ours. Mm -hmm. The only thing you own is a car. $2,363 in the bank and $13,000 in debt, not counting off-the-book gambling debts to a guy named Mikey. Yeah. I'll give him credit for having two grand at the bank, considering how he lives. True. Yeah. 100%. Although it may be that his rent's due tomorrow and he hasn't said that over. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's, that's generous. I don't even know. He may just live in the car. And, like, essentially live true. in his office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Who knows? So he passed his detective exam after four years and two fails and Jeez. barely scraped by on quarterly performance reviews. This and is a man who's given up because I don't imagine that this John is any dumber than our John. No, I don't think so So the failures all. have nothing to do with anything other than, like, lack of wanting to do better. It, well, and it's also there is a stubbornness because... Yeah. You know, we know John has, he, John has a safety net if he ever wants it. 
John yeah. can go back to his family. Yeah. At any time. That's true. He may have to he may have to do some severe um damage control. Yep. But you had very much got the feeling the one time we met John's family that like they wouldn't they would always help him. Yeah. If he asked for it, he's still family. Yes. Yep, absolutely. So there's also the stubbornness is similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's like anything else and he's like well I like spearmint gum which McKay then throws on the table yeah John's like I was joking no you're not yeah <laughs> I do I I thought that our McKay had no sense of humor and then <laughs> I met this McKay <laughs> Jesus he's like harder with no sense of humor yeah 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 I'm like what else happened in this world to turn McKay this like dark that dark maybe he and Jeannie were never friends maybe you know, that'll, like, if you're turning against your sister, yeah, that'll make you mean. Or if, I can imagine, you know, maybe in this world, Jeannie did, did not have the sort of drive to start a family and had the other focuses, and she's someone who did stay in sciences. Yeah. And sort of pushed him in a different way then. Or you know what I theorize? Because, uh, here's the other thing. This McKay didn't have a protector, if you will, like genie protector, because yeah. I imagine either McKay might have been bullied a little mm-hmm. as a kid. And depending on whether or not you have someone to protect you or yeah. not, it'll depend on how steely you become. He might have felt that he was completely on his own. If the other yes. genie was following your own path. Yeah. Another thought I had. Okay. This McKay is closer to the OG McKay we first met in SG-1. In the sense of... In the sense of the arrogance. Oh, yeah. He just... That never came down. He never... He never... There's just those certain people that he never met. Never got humbled. To round off those edges. There was no Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. That's true. So he goes, oh, you want more of how I know exactly who you are? You were a helicopter pilot in Afghanistan, which is the same. Dishonorably discharged for disobeying orders to try and rescue a field medic trapped behind enemy lines. Different. Both. He was shot down, and in the crash, he survived, but four American soldiers were killed and eight civilians. Yeah, yikes. Which is... Very different. That's super not at than all. the disobeying orders mission John went with to yeah. save his buddy. <sighs> yep. He avoided jail time, but his record was sealed for political reasons. And somehow he lives with himself, but McKay is pretty sure that the others, if they were to know the truth, would not take it so well. Mm-hmm. John's like, I don't care. Yeah, too yes. bad. And McKay goes to leave, but he tries something different before he leaves. McKay goes, you know, I met another version of you once. Mm. John's like, what? What the? What? What is this even that you're talking about? He goes, he was different. And we learned that this is not Rod. This is we have not met any. This is a complete different this is universe. This a third alternate universe than the ones we've seen. This is like an 18th alternate universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do learn that this world does have a Stargate program. And explains to John about it and space travel and aliens and other dimensions and space and time. It basically breaks John's brain. Yeah. Because remember the first time we tried to tell this to John, we had like a Stargate to show him in person. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So once upon a time, James Spader made a movie. Yep. (laughs) So we find out um, that 
this is not just some wraith that sought out Earth. Right. He this wraith is actually a survivor. Yeah. Um, you almost start feeling sorry for this wraith. Yeah, he this wraith is dealing with a lot of PTSD. Yes. So there was a ma- there was a wraith invasion trying to get to Earth. There was a massive wraith human space battle above Earth. The hive was destroyed, and there was nowhere for his dirt to go. It was mm-hmm. also damaged. What else could he do? He made a less than graceful dive landing somewhere on Earth. He probably in the desert. It. He launched pad McQuacked it. And now he's just surviving. He's just a wraith surviving on a planet trying to stay hidden, doing what he can in his in his uh his RV in the desert. Yeah, you do almost feel bad for him because he's literally just trying to survive. In his classic airstream. And and while until we get to that end part. Yeah. As far as we know, he has to kill people to eat. Yes. I so. mean, he, he does. Now we'll learn that the rate's different, but yeah, he yep. he does. And yeah. and it's 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 very sad and horrible, but until it's not. Vegas is a place that he could feed and if he did it smartly, not get caught. Yeah, there's a lot of what were considered lesser dead yeah. in Vegas, which is bullshit, but there it is. Um, so McKay shows John the ancient control care, ancient control chair where mm. they found it. The ancient lazy boy. The Got ancient it. lazy boy, and apparently in this world they have a spare ZPM for it, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. And he explains that the AT of all about the ATA gene. It's how they defeated the Wraith ship three months ago, and John's like, "Are there more?" He's like chairs. He goes, no aliens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do like that the McKays are the same. Like, yeah. did not get that, uh, in, in, you know, question. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yes, there are more different aliens and more of these aliens, but these ones are in a different galaxy and they don't know where Earth is. So many aliens, all of the types. All of them. They're all mostly human-like. Don't worry, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Up next, uh, he shows John a wraith dart. Well, a few in different stages of destruction. And finally, John's answer is a mystery. The serial killer is a wraith. And John gets a crash course on wraith. Which is... Wraiths suck. They kill people. They eat them with their hands. They literally suck. Any questions? Yeah. (laughs) They do literally suck. All the vacuum jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I like... McKay saying this all must sound like science fiction to John. John's not really a fan. <laughs> so normally just like our McKay, this McKay runs usually, he's based in Atlantis, and but was recalled when he found out there's wraiths on Earth. Yep. On Earth. And this wraith's been doing a pretty good job at disguising self. I mean, yeah. Um, but just in case you wanted to I know. I think what, he did it land in like Kansas. I, that's what I'm, that's, yeah. Yeah. He, it's just Superman. Yeah, that's what I was trying to be stupid. Anyway, it's just Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you want to know what a wraith normally looks like, we find that Although locked away. If this wraith had landed in Kansas yeah. at the home of, yeah, of of Superman's parents, uh-huh. and they were like, "You can use your powers for good." So, like the yeah. one superhero uh-huh. race that's ever existed yeah. with yeah, the yeah. power of that Midwestern. Uh huh. You're gonna do the right thing. This listen, there is a lot of strong power in that Midwestern. Just do the right thingness. 
<laughs> anyway, that's all. It's it's real strong. It's <laughs> real in the it's it's uh it's in the it's in the dirt there. Yeah. <laughs> so who grows that corn? <laughs> So we find locked away in a glass box in a jumpsuit mm. and looking not his usual put together self. Todd. Is this universe's Todd? Yikes. And McKay explains why they feed on humans. Todd's just full golem here. Just full golem. Yes, just uh riddles in the dark over here. Oh, yeah. he's like <laughs> he's like, find in a pond, busy, busy, do a lot here and there. You catch a fish so tasty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> There's yeah, it's he's just he thinks he's a poet and he's delirious from starvation. Uh-huh. He's like, get up, get strong, think and hope, think and hope. Don't look now. Oh, keep dreaming. And he oh, looks God. at John. He's like, there must be some other reason for your existence. Mm. I know the future. Yay. And he tells John to come inside. Come play with me. Come play with me. Yeah. I do like the Hannibal Lecter cage that they uh-huh. put him in. <laughs> Full out Hannibal Lecter cage. Yeah. I'll show you your destiny, John Shepard. <laughs> I do appreciate that we get a shepherd. Shepherd. And McKay's like, oh, yeah, by the way, he can get in your head, so we should probably leave. Yep. In the hallway, John just tries to take in everything that was just thrown at him. Yeah, imagine you just meet a wraith for the first time. What the hell is your brain doing right now? And all, he's like, are people going to know the truth about all this? Big and nope. That's above McKay's pay grade. Uh, he also thinks that people live in their own happy little delusions and don't really want to know the truth of things. Yep. And this is when Keller walks by. <laughs> the sexiest like exchange <laughs> of names that has ever been uttered. She might as well have just said, take your dick out as she walked by. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, also, so to to add on to that, it was pointed out, and it's sort of hard to, it, it's it's easy to miss, but apparently David Hewlett forgot to take his wedding ring off for this. Oh. So just, like, layer that shit in there, too. Rod. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just going on the McKay and Jennifer were married, but that's fine. Yeah, no, she's like, we're fucking later in your office, is what she was yeah. saying. No, that part, yeah, that part was heavily implied. Yeah. Um. Also, John is realizing why there's new coroner earlier yeah. this week. <laughs> and what about the radioactive residue on the other victims? And McKay explains that, well, they all had radioactive residue. Yep. And we were just going to cover all this up, so that's fine. But John tracked down the target before they could cover everything up. Mm-hmm. Kind of ruined the plans there. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, and John found the motel. The guy, turns out, wasn't just sick. He had super radiation poisoning, so he's staying in the room next to the wraith. I feel like John should be giving some sort of, like, what is it, iodine pills or something? Probably. Just a little bit. Probably. Anyway. Um, because McKay said they didn't think about looking for accidentally exposed bystanders. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't actually know what is, is that's radioactive because it's being blocked from scanning. Interesting. They just know that Wraith don't normally feed as much as this Wraith is doing. So yeah. they're thinking that he's feeding so often as a way to treat himself from the crazy high levels of radiation he's exposing himself to 
from the device he's building. Yeah, this Wraith is super hungry all the time. Yeah. His metabolism <laughs> kicked up in high gear yeah, yeah, counting yeah. out that uh, sickness. Yeah. So they they know he's building something. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it is. And they know he it took... It can't s- be good, though, if it's radioactive. not. <laughs> just put that out. Just, Look, it doesn't matter what it is at this point. You just gotta stop it. Yeah. Basically, they t- he took some parts from his dart. Um, but... So yeah, he's he's that's why he's feeding more often. Yeah. And the wraiths are real smart. Uh-huh. Real smarty pants. So it wouldn't take him long to learn how to blend in well enough to get what he needs to get untraceable currency to stay hidden. Yep. Also, Wraith love games. They so do. Yeah. Making money in Vegas at high stakes poker games All is All Wraiths are Monopoly Grace. Way safer than robbing a bank. Monopoly Wraith. Monopoly Wraith. <laughs> the Wraith would probably be very good at Monopoly. Yeah. So they enter a room with suit and tie Zelenka. Oh, yeah. He looks so weird in the suit and tie. I don't know. I don't no, love it. It's not the suit and tie part that's throwing you. Is it you. the hair? It's the not wearing glasses part that's, that's throwing you. That's what it is. <laughs> Something, that's what it is. I it's, was like, I don't like this. It's like the few times I wear contacts to work and everyone's like, what? Well, one time our, our boss... <laughs> <laughs> basket case that he is yeah left his glasses in his car yep and then was just like i can't see for like three hours yeah but his face was like too close <laughs> i don't know how else to explain it i was he's like is it freaking you out and i was like yes, yes. please go put the rest of your face on i think at one point he was just wearing his prescription sunglasses and yeah but we i remember we were in his office Having like a pretty close yeah, meeting because yeah. we were gathered around this desk, yeah. and I was like, I can't. Your face is in my you're face. You're missing half of your face. Get it out of my face. Because you're someone who the glasses are an integral part of your face. Yeah. yeah. Some of us, I think, have the thing where the glasses don't. Yeah. It's like when I wear a hat, I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. Versus when Brother Matt. It just it's attached to him. It's atta- it's like because it's like why what's wrong with your head? He's like it's just, I'm just not wearing my hat today. Like, like, oh, got please it. put that on. Yeah, and so I think for me, glasses or hats, it's like there's something different about your face. Whereas <laughs> someone like you, it's like yeah. it's just part of your face. Exactly, it's part of your face. Why are you not wearing your glasses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please put them on i'm it's almost like it's uncomfortable it's like you're naked or something yeah, well that's how i felt with my boss that's i was like can thing. you please get the rest of your face on it's creeping you're me making out me uncomfortable <laughs> i'm calling hr <laughs> so yeah they enter a room where glasses list zelenka naked from the face zelenka naked from the face up <laughs> <laughs> why are you naked uh, from the face I'm up naked from the face up <laughs> well because he's unlike daniel he actually needs his glasses <laughs> right he's explained to a small group about um the worst case scenario it would be if they have to detonate the device and Selenka's acting like it's a bomb or of some kind and mckay is very vocal that we don't know if it's a goddamn bomb why would he blow up half the country? And he's like, revenge? I don't know. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's radioactive and yeah. it's here. We gotta kill it. McKay is pretty sure he's just wanting to set up a signal flare showing where Earth is to the Wraith. And they're like, well, he wouldn't need that kind of power to activate a communicator. And he goes, he would if he didn't want it to take 
you know, thousand years for it to get. Yeah. Nice, clean, radioactive energy. <laughs> and so he would need more power than he has now. Mm-hmm. He would need more power than even a ZPM. It'd be uncontrollable. And it's like, also be super dangerous because if you do anything like that to instantaneously communicate across the galaxy, like anomalies and shit, like an interdimensional rift would open up. He's just talking shit over there. Gonna Swiss cheese the galaxies. No big. It's fine. McKay's like, can you seriously stop bringing up the interdimensional rift? It was one time. <laughs> and don't bring it up it in though. front of people. Like, you rub it in my face and it yeah. doesn't make me feel Can we feel talk about this inside. in private? Yeah. You will blow up one sun. <laughs> They're bickering, however, also the same in every universe. Yep. Yep. Appropriate. In every universe, they have that love-hate relationship. They do. So as John is about to leave this wonderland and <laughs> back into town, <laughs> McKay gives him his card if he thinks of anything else. Mm-hmm. And John just is like... If- what do you think his job is on his card? There's nothing. It just says Dr. Rodney McKay uh-huh. with a number. I like it. That's it. Yeah. John just wonders if he's not finished yet, why did he stop hiding the bodies? Interesting. McKay's like, I don't care. Overconfidence, this is not my world I think of. Yeah. It's like, what do I look like? Mindhunter? Get out of here. Yeah. I'm a scientist. And because this is what John does, he's like, he also left money behind. It's only a few thousand, but like, it's still a few thousand. He still had to work to get it. And John's like, why are you just letting me go? Yeah. McKay goes, well... Listen, the field medic that you went back to try to rescue, you were involved, weren't you? And John's like, why are you asking me questions you know the answers to? Yeah. (laughs) McKay knows that it was a hard choice, and clearly John did not intend for shit to go down as it did. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things just don't go the way we plan. And also, we know where to find you if we need you. And before he leaves, McKay then calls to him again. And he goes, remember when I said I met another version of you? This is going to sound ridiculous. But a bit ago, we opened a riff in space-time. And we went to an alternate reality. It was very close to ours, but my team was different. You were the leader. You You were the hero. were the hero who saved the world several times over. Yep. John's like, that doesn't sound like me. And McKay looks at him and he doesn't think there's a big difference between these two Johns. And it's amazing how one incident can alter the course of your life so much. Yeah. And McKay thinks they have the same strength of character and that is why he told John all this. And McKay just walks away. And I'm with John, like, what the fuck do you say? after that and mckay's like nothing just keeps walking here's a little bit of a fucked up thing in a way mckay got john killed yeah thanks mckay yeah because you just told him to go be a hero yeah you t- just basically well the other john was a hero yeah but also made him a hero made him a hero and saved the earth because if john hadn't gone after no, him, no he did yeah yeah um yeah, I don't know it, what you would say if someone's like, by the way, I met an alternate version of you and you saved the world multiple times over. Sounds cool. Gotta go now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. And then I'd be like, uh, I'm going to need to. Is my I would therapist my, uh, is available? Uh, yeah. my, I, w- <laughs> I, 
I would do my best to forget that. Yeah. I would be like, well, that person's lying. Yeah. Weird flex, dude. Gotta go. <laughs> but yeah, it, it. I. but I do like, I do like kind of the point that McKay made here. Yeah. Is that sometimes shit just goes badly. Yeah, it's not, you were, your instincts were still to do the best thing that you could do. Yes. And it went poorly and you're letting that poorness of how it ended. Yeah. That out, you're letting that outcome choose your life. Yes. And maybe, maybe your decision making should be what it is. Lives are giant. Choose your own adventure stories. Yes. Um, and it's also interesting on life needs things to live. <laughs> yes, it's one of the most wise lines I've ever heard. Uh, ever. Um. But also that thought of that one incident alters so fundamentally the John we know and this John. Yeah. It does make you wonder, like, what's the one thing that altered my path? Yeah. What's the one thing that makes my path different? Because the other thing is we saw we saw John at the beginning of the series. Yeah. He was like, look, I'm flying helicopters in Antarctica. This is just where I live now. Yeah. Because he had... You know, he did disobey orders and he went on that mission. He wasn't dishonorably discharged, but he was literally kicked to the end of the universe to go fly play, to go fly helicopters around. He, it's funny. He had the same amount of numbness. Yes. At that moment that this John has. But people stepped in sooner mm -hmm. to be like, hey, you can live in that numbness or you can come feel the feelings and do these other things with us. But you have an ATA gene. So do you want to come play across the galaxy with us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's this other opportunity. Yeah. And so it is, I I really like that we have this episode here at the end of the series to be to be this nice reminder of like, look at this arc this character had. Look at this arc. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my series is complete? Sorry, I don't know why. What did you think? I'm the city. The city that has everything. everything. I got gadgets and gizmos. That part you don't even have to yeah, change. Yeah, plenty. Got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want ZPMs? <laughs> I got not that many. <laughs> but who cares? No, no big, big deal. deal. I, I want, want more. <laughs> Okay, I'm just good. popped out of the ocean at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, it's like with the whales. I want to be where the humans are. Okay, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's it's a great moment mm -hmm. in this episode. Um, and you, if you got the feeling that there wasn't much keeping John here, yeah, you were right. <laughs> yeah, just just it's a tiny little push. He packs up the very few belongings that he has in his life, mainly his Johnny Cash poster. Uh -huh. And leaves. And when his boss asks what's going on, he we see he just left his badge, his gun on the table, and leaves. Yep. He just wordlessly quits. Yeah. To the greatest montage. Yeah. We have an epic drive through the desert. Yeah. With Johnny Cash and Solitary Man uh -huh. playing in his, his red Chevy Camaro. I feel like... I kind of want him to stop for a burger or something first or like. Yeah. Or at least just have like meal. a drink. Yeah. Something. Um, he's processing. He's thinking. 
um, he's thinking back to McKay talking about how the wraith feeds. Mm-hmm. Todd's saying it is, you know, dry as a desert outside. McKay's idea, he wants to set up a signal flare, needing a power boost. Todd again, from stuff in the beginning of the episode. It's just this rapid fire of puzzle pieces mm-hmm. slowly coming together for he's John. He's going to the Mind Palace. He's going to the Mind Palace because, again, doesn't matter what universe, John's real smart. Yeah. He's real smart cookie. Oh, yeah. Um, And it ends with the truck in the RV. John saw the Wraith walk past early in the episode. And John just pulls an action movie U-turn. Yep. And heads back because he finally figured a key piece out. Yes. So the guys are still at work in Area 51. They've been trying to scan for radioactive material, but thanks to 40 years ago nuclear testing, just whole sections of the desert are showing up. (laughs) Fucking needle (laughs) in the haystack. Yeah. Just it all lights up, all of it, everywhere. Yikes! Um, and it's like you know, looking for bodily fluids in a public bathroom. Yes, yes, it's all here. <laughs> um, they just figured maybe he abandoned whatever he was working on and went into hiding. And McKay jokes he just went in to get a job as a Klingon at Star Trek: The Experience, oh. and Wolsey's <laughs> like, "Yeah, that just closed down." <laughs> it did. So it opened in 1998. <laughs> it closed in September of twenty twenty of twenty oh eight. This is to show you what a different wavelength we were on as kids. I had no idea it existed. Um, I've been going to Vegas since like two thousand and three. It was at Las Vegas Hilton. Okay. Um, and I got to go in maybe late two thousand six. Okay. After they opened the the Borg three D experience. Nice. Um, I went. Wait, was it? <sighs> Sorry, I did not go in late 2006. I went, like, New Year's Eve 2006, oh, beginning of 07. Okay. So, whatever. I can't remember if we went before or after New Year's. Gotcha. I have the dorkiest, the the most... I, I don't know if I've showed you the photo of me and the Klingon from no. Cork's Bar. No, but I love the idea. It was... I have just this... Like, <laughs> I have the 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 just the most ridiculous I'm too excited like but I shouldn't be this excited but I am this excited look on my face and this Klingon that's just like I don't fucking want to be here look like a Klingon (laughs) yeah 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 I mean no Klingon's gonna smile off a photo sure that would be weird I loved Star Trek the experience it was kitsch it was amazing. I had a giant punch bowl drink at Quark's that had uh, dry ice in it. Nice. It was, we got, the coolest thing is 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 when you're on one of the, they weren't really rides. They were like walkthroughs type things. Yeah. But you, you were beamed. They successfully like did the cool like beam you from one place nice. to the other place. Trick with the lights and everything. I love it. Guys, I really miss Star Trek The Experience. I think we were like, do we want to go to that? And we were all like, it's too far. Yeah. We're in heels. Oh, yeah. No, That's who we were. That I know the Hilton was not close to yeah. anything else. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I, guys, I really like Star Trek The Experience. And apparently, Maybe they'll bring it back somewhere. They Apparently they tried. Now, I will say, you think you have better odds now. But if you remember when it closed, like... When it closed, there was no Star Trek. Like, there were no movies coming out. There wasn't a series. That's what I mean. Like, maybe they'll bring it back. So they had intentions to bring it back somewhere, but it never everything. But um, I 
uh, and obviously Robert Ricardo was like, can we make this Star Trek joke? Yes, please. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to John. The, no, Diane. I did, I did want to yeah. say one last, one last oh, Star yeah. Trek the experience thing there is I still, and it's right above Grace's head, I have a bottle of Romulan ale nice. that I bought. That is, so that's how old now? <laughs> 15 All years the old. years old. D- don't open it. Yeah. Um, I also, because people kept saying, if you've watched Star Trek Deep Space Nine, there's an episode where they play baseball. It's the one, the yep. first episode that I showed Grace. Yep. And they always say that, well, they never made DS9ers jerseys. And I was like, bitch, they did. Is that where you got your ds I got my Star Trek DS9ers officially sanctioned. It doesn't look like they do in the series, but uh-huh. I don't care. Um, I got it. And it's mine. <laughs> and it's the one baseball jersey I own. Nice. I'm here for it. Anyway, Stargate. She Walter, at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's three. Yep. <laughs> Not sure which one. Yeah. Um, Is like, well, John just called. Yeah. He found the wraith. What? Like, it's hard? <laughs> we see John calling from near-ish the RV. I should yeah. point out that, again, classic Airstream. It'd be worth a good amount of money with a good renovation. Yeah. You could flip that bitch real good. Mm-hmm. So John heard all the brains say that he would need more power. So he just drove along some of the more remote power lines into the city. Yep. Because no one else thought of that. <laughs> uh, which makes McKay realize his plan is to tap into the power grid of Las Vegas. Makes sense. They and probably got a good one. Th- th- listen, they use some power there. A little bit. They use a bit of electricity. Yeah. Uh, Walter is able to track John's phone and get the location. And inside the airstream, we see the wraith um, has he's he's something. It's a Breaking Bad trailer. He has. Let's just say whatever he's going got going on the far side is going to hurt the resale of this piece. It's going to be not great. Yeah. Um. It's very and it's very wraithy. It's flesh like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and McKay tells John very clearly, "Do not engage." Yeah, that's not going to stop him. Do you hear me? And and John doesn't actually hear that because Hindez goes static and his phone then says no service. Yeah. Which, I don't think it would have mattered. Which also, it's, oh wait, and you're in a desert. There's absolutely no service there. The fact that he got a call through to begin with is a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Wraith continues doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually bombers on the way. They're oh. three minutes out, Walter announces. Nice. Uh, outside, since John did not hear the do not engage part, he drives closer, close enough that the Wraith can hear the engine yep. of the Camaro. Notoriously not quiet vehicles. No, no, they weren't built for that. <laughs> they they're not stealth They're vehicle. not stealth. Yeah. <laughs> they got high decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low stealth. <laughs> yeah. Big guns. They the big... Like high AC. High AC. The, at, almost to the point where it's like disadvantage on stealth because of that AC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they re- they just rely on their speed mm-hmm. and cool factor. Um, so the wraith spots John, and he heads to his his armory and yes. gathers all of the guns and gathers some weapons. John also has an armory, but much smaller. Yeah, it's a just baby one. One baby handgun in his glove box. Sheesh! And he just starts walking cautiously to the RV, which. Kind of dumb, but... Yeah, a little bit. You realize you don't have a quiet vehicle. He probably knows you're here. 
yeah, I think at this point, you would have done a better job of distracting by just, like, doing donuts in your car. Yeah. At him. Yeah. Something. I don't just know. Just do, like, just do donuts at him. Yeah. All you need is to pull him out of that thing yeah. long enough to, you know, give the bomber some So time. the Wraith fires a single shot through the window and hits John. Yikes. And he runs and dies over the hood of his car as more gunfire rains down on him. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we lose the Camaro. Yeah, she's done for. She's, that's not going to be driving anymore. No. Um, shockingly, Camaros are not bulletproof. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> You would think they were, honestly. Um, I'm surprised she doesn't like burst into flames. Just give up yeah, and flame. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's the, the death curse. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Flame. Yeah. Um, John's gun is nothing in comparison. No. He does have to scramble into his car to try to get more ammo. He does get more ammo, and he he lands a full clip into the wraith. Who just absorbs it. Who doesn't give a shit about and just rains more bullets in response. Um, The gunshot John hands in his chest is clearly painful. Uh Bleeding a lot. Not going to be great. Pretty openly. And John just sits behind his car in pain. Mm -hmm. And the wraith comes around the side of the car looking at John. And John just kind of uses what energy has to point his gun up at the wraith. Clicking the trigger because there's no bullets left and lets I, yeah. it drop. I love that his he hand. continues to do it anyway. Yeah, he's like, I do him. Oh, fuck it. Just throw I, his gun at him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, he has no energy left or blood for that matter. Yeah. And with nothing left, John prepares to just accept fate yep. when he hears the sounds of plane engines. And basically, it might as well be Ride of the Valkyrie playing. Yeah, the cavalry is here. Enter two A10 warthogs. They're ugly, but for reasons they are my favorite. Well, you know, like all good ugly animals, it yeah. makes them that much more lovable. I love A10s. Yeah. They are my favorite. They've got a job to do. And they got a job to do, to do. They have a very specific job and they do it damn well. <laughs> nice. Um, and the Wraith sees the A10s coming and races back to the RV. And gets inside and he tries to do whatever he can to, like, set off his machine, basically. And it does start to glow. Mm-hmm. And Walter reports that they are starting to get power outages. Yeah. and Because the Wraith is pulling from the grid. Yep. And the Daedalus sends data down. There is a massive subspace event happening. Yikes. Ten times the power of an active Stargate and getting Big stronger. Yikes. Not great. It is a transmission coded in Wraith. And when Walter tells Woolsey the target's been acquired, he puts the order in to take it out. And all John can do is sit there as the A-10s close in and do exactly what A-10s are fucking meant to do. Yay. There's nothing the Wraith can do. And as they take out the RV, it explodes because why not? Mm-hmm. And um, which is, by the way, great for radioactive material. Yeah, to just explode it and yeah. send it around everywhere. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. big deal. It's fine. You know what? It's Nevada Desert. You should know better than be wandering around there anyway. Exactly. Um, and John... It'll just blend into all the other radioactive <laughs> shit out there. John just tried to protect himself from debris, but there's not much he What's can do. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Walter confirms, uh, reports that it's confirmed kill, and Zelenka confirms that the transmission has stopped, and McKay confirms that included the location of Earth. Yikes. However, there's no chance it reached Pegasus. Nope. 
But it did. Well, at least they're Pegasus. Yeah. Zelenka has seen this energy signature before. McKay has as well. Whatever this device did, it also tore a whole small hole in the space kind continuum. Yay. That won't come back to bother us at all. Wasn't intended, but most of the transmission was carried through the rift that they don't know to wear. We'll never know. Guess we'll probably never know. No, no, no way to know. Ugh. McKay just figures it's some other reality, and Woolsey's real sorry, but this reality is the only way he can care about right Shit. now. And McKay also shares that if John didn't find the Wraith when he did, he absolutely would have gotten this signal back to the Wraith yep. in this universe, and that John saved this Earth. He was a hero. Zelenka realizes the transmission mostly went through the rift. Mm-hmm. And it also was stronger, like the yeah. transmission was stronger um, wherever the rift opened to. Great. And McKay knows wherever it went to could be in a lot of trouble right now. Yep. And in the last moments, as Johnny Cash continues to play, the former RV on fire, John mm-hmm. pulls himself to his feet for a moment, but can only get a few steps until he falls back to the ground. Mm-hmm. And knowing and understanding and accepting what is to come, just rolls onto his back and looks up at the sky as the camera pulls away. Damn it. And with that, somewhere out there in another universe, some wraith might know where Earth is. Yay. Which has been their goal for most of the series. Guess it's fine. We'll- We'll never find out what happens there. We'll never find out what's happened to it at all. one episode left. There's no way this is coming back. (laughs) Never even care about it. It's fine. I don't want to. (laughs) Uh, We have one more episode left in Atlantis. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) Everything's fine. This has been my favorite SG series so far. I really love Atlantis. It's very close to my heart. It is really cool. And I know eventually we'll be getting to uh, Universe. We're going to get to Universe, which I actually think you're going to really enjoy Universe. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited, but I'm not ready. <laughs> Let's go watch this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. You can Find have us a, on Twitter. You can, you, can, you can take the cuddle puppy with you. I'm gonna. Um, Find us at Facebook. There's no place like Tara. Email us at there's no place like Tara gmail.com. Patreon.com slash no place like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us wherever you get your podcast. Oh, I did want to mention. I know. So our feed updated everywhere. Oh, yeah. Except Apple. Now, it's weird because for behind the scenes, under the hood, for us, Apple says it's fine and is uploaded. But... We're not seeing it when we're actually in the podcast app itself. Yes. I have a ticket in with Apple. Yes. I have not heard anything back yet. But it is available everywhere else. I checked yes. Spotify's got it. Yep. Amazon's got it. You can Google's go directly to SoundCloud. SoundCloud to listen to it. So, yeah, our behind the scenes hood says that, oh, 100%, here's the last episode, but not perfectly fine. But it's not showing up in the actual, like, f- like, podcast yeah. feed for the podcast app and everything Which so is annoying i may try to double upload it or something i don't care if it's other twice yeah so we're we're hopefully this next one can like poke through um yeah. i still have Reset a request the- yeah i'm still have a request in with apple and haven't heard back yet um and i've we've we've sort of tried to jog it a few times yeah. so we just we're we're troll still still troubleshooting that one but it's everywhere else please. it's everywhere else okay. it's active on the feed Okay, we love you guys. Don't be bad. Okay, bye. Bye.